0: Welcome to the podcast of
1: Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Crystal, recorded in July 2021. She shares her journey of transforming the slate. Rely on creativity to steer her in life and in business, and to be bold. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Crystal. Crystal, thank you so much uh, for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Noreen. Thank you for having me on your platform. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Well, good afternoon
0: for you. <laughs> yes, it is afternoon, yeah.
1: Um, so with that in mind, um, tell us where you are and tell us uh, a little bit more about
0: yourself. Um, at the moment, I'm in lockdown in Bangkok. Uh, I'm at my house. So um, I am a co-founder of the Slate um, Phuket and I am the fourth generation of the tin mining family. My great-grandfather came from mainland China during the uh, tin mining period in Phuket. So he started his career as a boatman. Then later on, he became a tin miner. So um, my great-grandfather was a very hard-working and honest person. Which subsequently earned him plots of mining lands you know, that were granted to him by his his uh, his company, the company where he worked for. Um, so that was uh, the beginning of the story, you know, how we ventured into uh, tin mining business, and uh, the slate uh, pays tribute to the tin mining heritage of Phuket. And also a deep respect to uh, my great grandfather.
1: Oh, that's wonderful! Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that history that that you know where where your grandfather came from and you know how he got into this this business and um, of tin mining. But of course, the slate is a hotel. So how did you go from you know a um, from a tin mining business into a hotel
0: business? Ah, okay. Yes, the transition started after tin was depleted, and during my father's generation, he started um, the entertainment and hospitality uh, business. You know, uh, he created um, bowling alley, movie theater, and later on hotel business. So that was how you know we started, and I I grew up you know, in this environment. I met a lot of interesting people. Uh, I ran in the construction site when he built his his hotels. So I grew to to love this business. I found it to be very dynamic and interesting. So I-
1: So so. you knew you were always going to be in hospitality.
0: Uh, Yes, from when I was young, yes, I enjoyed uh, meeting people and uh, enjoyed hospitality business.
1: Yeah, it sounded like you didn't have much of a choice, but I'm glad that it's also worked out um, in a way that, you know, suits you and that you really enjoy it. And you're absolutely right. Hospitality is, is about meeting people and being hospitable, and I think that's one of the things that I've always admired about um, Southeast Asia or, or Asia in general. Um, and I, I, I was born in Bangkok, so I have a very great love um, for the Thai people, the Thai country, and the amazing hospitality um, that you get whenever you go there.
0: It's great to hear. I forgot that part, you were born in Bangkok. Yes. <laughs> and I think your house was not far from mine. last Probably, time we
1: yeah. <laughs> we're on Sukumbit. I think it was Soy. Yeah. 16, if I'm not mistaken, but um, I'll, I'll have to ask my father the next time I see.
0: 16, this is five minutes from my house.
1: <laughs> oh, it would be so nice to be back uh, and traveling again, but hopefully one day we will also get to meet in person rather than like this virtually.
0: I hope so too. Soon, I hope, with uh, yes, the and from awesome. London.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you knew you were going to have a career in hospitality. And so you you went to the hotel school in Lausanne, just like I did. Um, Why did you um, choose Lausanne? And also at that point, um, Lausanne was only available in French. So, you know, you had to learn a completely different language as well um, to study there.
0: Well, primarily it was because Switzerland was known, you know, uh, for the best uh, education in in hospitality business, and also École Thierry de Lausanne was recognized as the best hotel school, you know, uh, uh, at the time. So, yes, French, it was the, a very, a major requirement, but uh, I, I didn't want to take it as an obstacle. So, yeah, French, if I had to study French to get into the school then, that was it. I, <laughs> I had to take up this language. Yes,
1: That's interesting that you say that you didn't see it as an obstacle. I mean, you know, what if you'd learned French for, you know, however long you did and then you applied to the school and they still didn't <laughs> admit you? Um, <laughs> I, I, it's it's great that you didn't see that as as a barrier. And in fact, I kind of did the same thing. I only applied to the hotel school
0: in in Lausanne. I didn't want to go anywhere else. Right? Yeah, because when you are determined to do something, you know, in my mind, I only saw successful, you know, entry to the hotel uh, hotel school. <laughs> I didn't picture any failure at the time. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I I felt exactly the same thing when I was applying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very determined. (laughs) Very much so.
1: Um, and so, after you um actually know one one other question I wanted to ask was, you know moving to 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 Europe to Switzerland, you know, it's so different from you know you know growing up in Thailand or growing up in Asia itself. you know I think that was something that I really struggled with when I you know growing up in Asia, you know for the first sort of twenty years of my life, and then you know we moved around, but you know, it's still very different type of culture than when I used moved to Europe. It took me a while uh, to adjust and I was just wondering um, if you found the same as well
0: oh very much so yeah the first few weeks you know it was a struggle, especially um, it was about food you know <laughs> <laughs> i I grew up uh, eating very spicy food you know? uh, and then all of a sudden I had to eat you know like butter and cream mm-hmm. in a boarding school. I have to admit, I cried um, mm. <laughs> a lot during the first weeks. And But since I was determined, you know, to, to study there, and, and I knew that that environment was going to be my home for many years to come. So I had to really <laughs> quickly adapt myself to, <laughs> to that environment. Yeah.
1: It was exactly the same for me the food I remember the first time I had like fondue, oh my God, <laughs> I was in so much pain. I'd never had that much cheese or dairy <laughs> in my life before <laughs>
0: but you 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 grew to like it later on. I
1: did and to be honest i've I've really appreciated um what I learned also during my time at Lausanne you know learning about the different foods, the different styles um and, you know, even within Europe, you have so many different types of flavors and, you know, just growing to love the diversity that you can get here. And then, of course, you know, appreciating even more the diversity. I just feel like, you know, I am I feel like we're the lucky ones working in hospitality that you get to experience and you're getting exposed to so many different cultures and foods as well that, you know, we get to have that opportunity to enjoy all these different, um, yeah, cuisines from different parts of the world. Yeah.
0: Absolutely agreed with you there.
1: <laughs> and um, so when you when you finished you graduated, um, did you come straight back um, to Thailand and did you work with the family business or did you work somewhere else um, before coming back?
0: I came back to Thailand, but I didn't think it was uh, interesting for me to immediately start in the family business. I, I thought it would be more um, interesting. You know, for me to work under different different disciplines, um, so I went to join uh, region at the time that they were uh, changing uh, to mm. four seasons. Mm. It was a transitional period, and I was in uh, sales and marketing departments. And then after my uh, my postgraduate. Uh, program in, in the UK, I came back again and I I joined uh, the Hilton Nile Park in food and beverage department. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things I also like about hospitality is that there is so much diversity in what you can do. Like you said, you were in sales and marketing and then you were in F&B, you know, it's really, you, you know, when you're starting out, you never really know where you're going to end up, but you can do everything from operations, front of house, back of house, you know, um and nowadays revenue management or finance or really anything I think it's really great that you have so many different options and variety um within our industry
0: such a fun fun industry to be in
1: (laughs) absolutely um so then eventually of course you did come back um to the family business um tell us a little bit more about that transition and was it your choice. Uh, did you know it was the right time uh, to do this? Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you came back into the family
0: business. Right. At the time, you know, when I realized uh, that I could be more uh, useful, more, more beneficial, you know, to, to the family business. So I thought, okay, it's time to come back and help out. It was during the period when i realized people uh, sort of changed their behavior in in, in travel you know mm-hmm. they didn't enjoy anymore just beaches and uh, and just uh the hotel and beach uh, mm-hmm. so they they wanted more of uh, immersive experiences when they travel and our family has a beautiful story to share to the world and i just thought that was a time that I could probably do something about it. So I came back. Mm.
1: Absolutely. And um, so with that in mind, tell us about the beautiful story. Tell us a little bit more about how the Slate um, came to be what it is um, today.
0: Yeah. Uh, so after Tin uh, was depleted, my father started a hotel business, as I mentioned earlier. So he created this beach hotel called uh, Pro Village. Um, so our clientele at the time, uh, they were, um, you know, in, uh, the retired people, but they were loyal, loyal customers, but we didn't attract any more, you know, any, any new, new customers. So we only worked with the clientele base that we had. So the business was going into the, its decline mm. and it was about time for us to change the direction. So I was very lucky to come across uh, Bill Bensley, you know, this person that basically changed <laughs> our business altogether. Uh, he was really a godsend, and uh, he helped us, you know, transform the, the, the hotel to where the slate is today.
1: Because Bill Bensley, for those who don't know him, he's a designer and architect..
0: Yes, he he's, he's everything you know, uh, designer and architect. He does architecture, uh, landscape design, uh, also interiors. You know, and uh, he is um, working with him is very very fun and uh, very creative. You know, we we spend a lot of time together and we uh, we became friends. You know, from from the beginning. And I think it was very important to have this chemistry, uh, chemistry, in 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 what uh, in what we we did.
1: Um, and um, so obviously, you were influenced uh, by by the tin mining and your family history to create the slate. Now, the word the slate or slate in general, uh, where did that come from? Um, and How did you use that to then influence this new creation um, that you made?
0: Well, in the past, uh, tin was discovered as deposits on uh, slate bedrock. So uh, we thought this name was perfect because it can link the audience to the root of the tin mining business. And oftentimes people ask, why the Slate, you know? So that gives us an opportunity to, to tell the story.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I've never come across a hotel name called the Slate. I think, you know, Indigo Pearl, like you were, our Pearl Village, like you were saying earlier, you, get, you definitely get the image of like, okay, it's a, it's a beautiful hotel by, you know, uh, in a beautiful setting, but the slate—it it can really, your imagination can be a lot, a lot broader from there.
0: That's right, and i, I think the name the slate is—is is appropriate for uh, the history that we want to share with the audience, and uh, we can tell our story in a more, uh, in a more meaningful way with Absolutely. this thing. Yeah.
1: And um during this transformation, um was it did you take the, the existing hotel and you know completely start from the beginning or did you adapt what you already had and what other changes were you able to bring in?
0: Well basically we kept what existed, you know. And for instance, uh the lobby area was the existing part of the hotel. So what Bill did was he took down the fall ceiling, then all of the beautiful metal beams were exposed. And like a, a you know, like a, a magic trick, <laughs> we became industrial Amazing. by just exposing the existing beams. And also, you know, we, uh, we had new build. We had new buildings, uh, new swimming pools. Um, so everything was designed, you know, around... Uh, around uh, tin mining history. Uh, so if you like, we describe the, the decoration as industrial chic uh, resort.
1: That was actually gonna be my next question. Like for those who have not been to the hotel or, or don't are not familiar with the slate, how would you describe the mm-hmm. hotel decoration? So industrial chic.
0: Industrial <laughs> chic, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we try to incorporate, you know, the the stories and all the uh, team mining uh, gimmicks throughout the property. Um, you will have like a mining jeep, you know, in the lobby area, which now today we use them as the coffee tables. Ah. Uh, and you will find also like mining machine uh, that was actually used in our, in our mines in the past it's uh, today we we can find it at the lobby as well. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, from when we spoke the last time, you know, you also said like all your interiors, your decorations, you know, from your lampshades to your chandeliers um, also came. I mean, you had to make them and you made them all locally
0: um, as well, didn't you? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So everything is Tin Mine inspired and, uh, we wanted to support, you know, local, uh, local talents and also we want to use everything uh, like from the local areas and and also we use a lot of recycled materials at the hotel to because as is it as it is part of our sustainability uh, initiatives. Yeah.
1: And um, you've also uh, built another business as a result of that, because obviously the interiors that you've designed uh, were very admired uh, by your guests.
0: Yes, very much so, because when you have uh, things custom-made, you know, there's a minimum quantity you have to order. So we were left with a lot of items, you know, uh, that we couldn't use for the hotel decoration anymore. So I thought it would be great to open a shop it's like a lifestyle shop that we have at the lobby. And today we expanded it into online business. It became another uh, business altogether.
1: Amazing. And I'm sure it must have been great to have that online business during the various lockdowns um, and challenges that we've had um, in the past, But over a year now.
0: Indeed, yes. <laughs> it does help. <laughs>
1: And uh, with the changes that you made um, at the hotel, did that also then change your your clientele? You know, it's not you know your typical concept that you would find in in Phuket or any kind of beach you know destination. Um, how was that? How was that transformation as well? Not only from the physical transformation of the hotel, but the transformation in your guests.
0: Right. So with the design and with the story we're telling we sort of expanded our customer base you know, to be much wider because in the old days we had like a, a solid group of clientele that was from uh, you know Europe and they were all like um, retired uh, customers. And with the launch of Indigo Pro and the Slate, we attracted younger people and then geographically we expanded throughout the world. Uh, the U.S. was never in our, uh, our top top five, let's say, and it became a very important market for us now. So it, we, we did that, that diversify geographically with, with the launch of the, of the slate. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And um, with the... I mean, you have a hotel, of course, and you also have um, a few restaurants. And I remember when, when, you, when we spoke the first time, you talked about you know, how food and beverage is such an important part of your property and also to help connect with the local community. Um, why was that important um, to you as part of um, your
0: concept at the Slade? Because I think uh, the Slade was built on a lifestyle you know, concept. So food and beverage was one of the major elements, you know, in in the way we created the resort. And we also want to promote um, Phuket cuisine and Southern cuisine, you know. Uh, so people could be more immersed into the destination they, they travel to. Apart from serving Tom Yam and fried rice and everything, which we have to have, you know, <laughs> in the <laughs> uh, But uh, we open Black Ginger Restaurant, which uh, which uh, which is specialised in Phuket specialties and especially the food that people enjoy in the street. We bring it in the restaurant and create a you know a different experience for the guests who come to, to the hotel.
1: Yes, I agree. The Thai cuisine is incredible. You can go to so many different parts of Thailand and have so many different experiences. And for sure, in Asia, it's one of my (laughs) favorites. Oh, and I do miss it terribly. Anyways, um, I will be back for sure. (laughs) Um, The other thing that I really admired when, when we spoke is how you define your role. At the slate, because it seems like you wear
0: many hats. <laughs> right. I I usually don't like titles, so I don't have any, um, because I like to be involved in everything, and I don't want titles to to limit my creativity. I will sit down with my colleagues, you know, my team, and we were just. I'm just one of them, and and I like to be involved in human resources, landscape. Uh, food and beverage concept, uh, sales and marketing, I'm everywhere. So
1: <laughs> no, that's, that, that's great, <laughs> that's amazing. No, and it just adds, you know, so much variety, right? And it makes it, makes it more interesting. Um, and like you said, that creativity, you know, by not being, um, I guess, boxed in by, by a title, um, it allows you more freedom as well. Very much so. And um, creativity is something that we've, we've spoken about uh, before and it's quite um, important to you. Um, what, it is, what is it about creativity that um, I guess appeals to you or that you really connect with?
0: Um, I think creativity is, um, is something fluid. You know, um, um, I'm not. Uh, I cannot describe myself as somebody who's very creative, but I enjoy, you know, uh, creativity in general. And I think it saved me in many situations. You know, um, in problem solving as well. You you take this approach uh, of crea- You take the creative approach in solving your problems or. You take it into designing uh, new facilities and a hotel, or you take it into um, venturing into new business. So that's how I see creativity in, in, as a whole. And it
1: must have been you know such a you know a core part of you for for a long time because it's obviously your creativity that helped you develop the slates and 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 what it is today and to be different.
0: That's right. I enjoyed very much uh, the creativity side of the business, and I was also very lucky that I came across, you know, uh, good people, creative people. So that really helped me uh, uh, create this this business, and and I'm very uh, grateful. <laughs> and. Um
1: you know, we we have talked. You know that the slate is different, and you know it's it's not your standard. You know, beach hotel, and you were trying to do something. You looked at the trends that people wanted something a bit more immersive and were looking for something different. But to be different is also sometimes a bit challenging. Um, and how did you manage to like convince you know the, the people around you, your your family, the community, that what you were doing was was the right thing, or you kind of moved ahead, and you know you were you were willing to be different,
0: <laughs> right? Um, actually, Indigo Pearl at the time, this transformation was considered very daring and very bold. You know, we we had to adopt this philosophy that uh, we were not all things to all people because of the design. If you wanted to stay true to the concept and the design, you were going to upset or repel a lot of people. But at the same time, you will attract, you know, people who love you. So either they love the design or they hate to the design. So that was uh, a big challenge. And once we, you know, agreed that this would be the way moving forward, um, then we had to you know, embark on this journey. Uh, How do I get my family support? Even though they found this project uh, to be very um, risky, but everybody agrees that uh, we have a good story to tell. And I think it was also a certain level of of trust, you know, that they had in me. And that was how I got their their full support. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. No, I, I agree. It's you have to be you have to be bold in these situations. And the telling the story, I think you know, no matter what you're doing, which business you're in, what industry you're in, if you can tell a story, people will connect with you. Um, and like you said, they will even either, either love it or hate it. And you know what, you're meant to uh, be with the people that are going to be attracted to this, um, and meant to be in that environment as well, because you can't be all things to everybody. You're absolutely right.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: <laughs> and um, not being all things to everybody and attracting to the right people, um, was it easy to find the right people to work with, to work at the Slate? Um, the team that you have with you um, today Um, How did you find them or did they find you or, you know, how did you know that they were going to be the right people uh, to work at the Slate?
0: Right. Um, Actually, when I, you know, look for people, I prefer to search for talents outside of the industry, not necessarily from the hotel business. And some people, they they walked in as well from different industries to speak to us because they liked the concept, you know, they like the story we we're telling. So the interviewing process for me serves as a guideline. But you can never tell, you know, about a person until you embark on a journey together. And through working together, that was how I found, found out if the person was the right fit, uh, for, the, for what we are doing or not. So um, that was how I formed this, this uh, creative team uh, to work with me. Amazing.
1: And I'm just curious, you know, when you were coming up with the concept and you're developing in, in the Slate, did you ever have any doubts um, that you could do this? Like that you... Can make this transformation happen. Um, it
0: was a big risk, and as I said, but I had the confidence in what I was doing. Um, I had to be very bold and had a strong belief, you know, in what I I, I was going to uh, to do. Um, and the same thing that happened to me when I was a student. When you asked me if I studied French and going to hotel school and what if they said no, you know, then if they said no, I'll I'll reapply, I'll I'll do it again. (laughs) So, you know, I was very determined and I was not sure whether it was going to be a success or not. But it was a big risk to take and it was a good risk to take.
1: And for someone who may be scared to take a risk how um, how would you encourage them uh, to do so?
0: I think uh, when you have a strong belief in something, you just have to be bold about it and just go for it, you know, uh, fully commit yourself to something and, and, and let the journey take you. Be bold. Be bold.
1: Yes. That will be my theme for this conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and be bold about everything, yes. <laughs>
1: um, oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I could continue asking you questions, but I will ask my final one. Um, and that is, who inspires you?
0: Um, yes, the, there's this lady that inspires me all of these years. Uh, her name is Anushka Hempel. He uh, she used to be a, a bond girl. Uh, she was an actress before, uh, at the beginning of her career, and then when she realized, you know, acting career was not for her, so she ventured into design and hospitality business. She was recognized for uh, introducing the concept of boutique hotel. In the late 70s, or early 80s, you know, she built uh, Blake's London. So what I admire so much about her is she's very, she has a very strong character and she's very confident in what she does. When she created uh, Blake's, you know, uh, it was like a lifestyle hotel that she did everything from scratch, even the food and beverage uh, design. She created her own uh, menu and interior decoration and she did what it took to please her her crowd and i find that hotel to be very inspiring amazing
1: well thank you so much uh, for sharing your story with us today and um yes hopefully one day i'll be able to visit the slate
0: as well (laughs) thank you for having me and hope to see you in phuket soon absolutely
1: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in
0: hospitality.